Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. Boss is here. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family. With more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at WarriorsAtHome.com. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Come on, girls. Let's go shopping. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. What are you looking at? Rolling in a boy jumping man. You're mad, you bastard. Far am you. Far am you. Swear to cross, ladies, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to Wook Wook. G'day and welcome to The Curve. I'm Andrew Pierce, and this is a podcast that's all about culture, unity, reviews and banter. This podcast is proudly recorded on the lands of the Wajak people of Perth region and I pay respects to their elders both past, present and emerging. In this particular episode, I interview the director of the new documentary, Martha, A Picture Story, Selena Miles. Now, this is a documentary that is about photojournalist Martha Cooper. And it is a brilliant documentary. I absolutely love this film. Um, I think you will too, as well, because it is such a beautiful, joyous film about the life of somebody who has made such a massive difference to the graffiti community around the world. Not just the graffiti community, but the art community too. See, Martha Cooper was somebody who documented the graffiti in New York in the 70s. But she's also a lot more complex than just that. I wrote up a a review on the website, which you can head over to thecurb.com.au. I'll put a link in the show notes to read that review. I highly recommend heading along to go and see this film. Go and watch it with an audience. And look, if you're in Perth as well, it is currently screening this weekend. But uh, if you can't make it this weekend, then fear not. Uh, there is a great, great event that's coming up soon, which is uh, being held by Student Edge, which is a great uh, local Perth uh, group thing. And what it will be doing is uh, starting off this month uh, is the second Monday of each month, there will be a what's called a film school being run. And what that is, is they will watch a doc- well, watch a film, uh, and the first one happens to be Martha, a picture story, and then a group of young people will present uh, a discussion at the end of the, the film. And look, I'm heading along to go and watch it because I, I love the film so much that I can't wait to hear what a different group of audience feels from this film. And I love this idea. I love the idea of, of bringing young people together and discussing films and stuff like that. And I kind of touch on that in the circular nature about how Selena was uh, encouraged by Martha to, you know, basically, you know, get into art. And I'll touch on that in the interview. You can, you can hear it in there. I really love this film. I hope you love it too. It is one of the best films of the year. So here's a bit of a trailer for Martha, a picture story, and they'll be back with the interview with director Selena Miles. Very badly wanted to be a photographer. These contain a lot of Marty's pictures. Interesting. I was looking all over for that. I was willing to do whatever it took. She would get to the heart of something. It turned out it took a lot. Marty's photographs changed visual culture all over the world. She's an icon. She's just out there all the time. Come on, smile. 
York City was fascinating. I began to cover the graffiti scene. These photos influenced the whole world. She's with us from the beginning. It was a global phenomenon. Marty has her own unique perspective on things. It wasn't always easy for her to get the attention that she deserved. I was the first female photographer at the New York Post. My assignment was look for cleavage. <laughs> she likes travel, adventure, and a little bit of danger. Are they gonna put me in jail for this? Of course they will. <laughs> move, move, move. Marty Cooper's camera captured the corners of life which are often forgotten about. Always my pictures are people rising above their environment. And that's what I like. People have come up to me and said, you changed my life. All I can say to them as well, you changed my life. I'm not comfortable with the idea that I'm a legend or an icon. I'm never going to be a Google doodle. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a very high aspiration. <laughs> yeah, I watched it last night, um, and yeah, awesome. I was just, I really loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, there's just so Thank much you. energy with it. Yeah, not a problem. I'm, I'm really, like, this is, as soon as it finished, I was like, this is the exact kind of film that's in my wheelhouse. Like, I, I love this kind of um celebration of culture and the exploration of history and all that kind of stuff it's it's just exciting um so i guess look we'll jump right into to you know talking about it in that regards um because i'm curious about what your history with uh martha was and and how you came about to making this particular film sure yes um my history with martha i guess started um when i sort of first found out about graffiti as a, you know, sort of in my early 20s through friends growing up in Brisbane, um, I definitely had heard of her work and her, her book Subway Art um, long before I met her, as, as does everybody who's interested in this culture. Uh, and it wasn't until about five years ago that I was at a festival, a street art festival in Tahiti of all places. Um, sorry, someone's trying to call me. Um, and... Martha was invited as the official photographer and I was there as a videographer documenting the festival and we got to sort of work side by side and I would drive her around and, um, you know, I just tried to sort of play it cool and not sort of be too much of a fangirl and I think that was <laughs> really important um, for our relationship because we got to, to get to know each other on that level of working side by side and um, it was after a few years of, of doing that that I approached her with the idea of making something profiling her and her work and even then my idea was to make a 10-minute piece um, and then it really started to evolve once we started shooting um, into something longer I just realized that it was it was just so much potential there and it wasn't going to fit into 10 minutes so I like to joke that I kind of tricked her into it <laughs> but not intentionally it was just an evolution um, but I think that that's Sort of getting that access to her through working side by side was something that was, I think, really created a bond and um, allowed us to to kind of head in that direction. Um, so, and she's very, very supportive of women. Um, so, I think the fact that I was a, another female interested in this subculture and we were sort of, you know, able to to connect on that level was was because I wasn't the first person to ask her 
to be, you know, documented. Um, but I was the first person that she really let in, so I think it was just a lucky kind of set of circumstances. Yeah, to to me, it also feels because this is like you've been working in in media for for a while now, but this is your first feature documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, like watching it, it kind of felt like a way of her extending a, a, a way of saying, you know, I needed a, a leg up in, in my industry and maybe this will give you a bit of a leg up in your industry as well. It felt like mm. a, a, a really nice kind of, um, you know, helpful relationship between the both of you. And mm. obviously we don't see you or hear you in the film, but there is still that very um, trusting, caring relationship that you both have together uh, because, you know, especially uh, in the, the moments in Germany and things like that, like it's not just, um, you know, documenting the history of graffiti and, and, and things like that. There's uh, some fairly illegal things uh, going on in there, um, which is frustrating mm-hmm. because graffiti is fantastic and it shouldn't be illegal, but it's... um. I don't know. There's that trust there, and that's you can really tell that from the the film, and I, I appreciate that quite a lot because it gives you, for me at least, it gave me a a, a deeper, more intimate um, look into the actual, into her life, into her story. Uh, how long mm-hmm. did you work together as well for that? Uh, so my first trip to New York uh, was February 2017, and. We, I think we finished shooting the last little bits and pieces sort of late last year. So it was really a solid 12 months um, of, but, you know, it was little sort of dribs and drives here and there, and I would just sort of try and link up with her wherever she was going and catch up with her here or there. And um, so I wasn't shooting that whole time. And I think in the scope of sort of documentary, it was actually quite short, Um but it was definitely by far the longest, <laughs> the longest sort of project that I've ever had, and and um, and yeah, required quite a lot of commitment and and sort of perseverance for Martha as well. So I'm very grateful to her for sticking it out with me. I think there was a point where she was like, Are you, "Is this ever going to end?" <laughs> but um, but yes, it was it was um, yeah, it was pretty short. I think so. Yeah. I would have, I, and you know, I could have kept going forever, but you have to kind of stop somewhere and say okay this is you know this is this is what I have to work with and that's going to have to be it um but it's tempting to just keep you know keep keep digging through the archives and keep saying oh one more shoot is going to be the one that sort of like gets me the material I need to make it make it work and but you know yeah yeah so I mean it's very exhaustive and it covers a lot of her history and a lot of the history of New York and you know the history of graffiti and it's it's really deep in a lot of different ways. Um, what, you know, when you, when you approached her for that kind of like, oh, we're just going to do this 10 minute thing. Um, mm. Did you expect it to kind of like, was it a surprise that it, it, this all started to encompass it in that way? Um, and uh, how did you also plan that out uh, going through the archives as well? How did you go? All right, I've mm-hmm. got to also really touch on this aspect as well. Yeah. Yes, that's that's a good question. I it was it was I never I never imagined that I would be making a film that was going to chronicle the history of graffiti or any anything like this and uh you know that's a huge responsibility. It's a subculture that is so nuanced and this it's so important to so many people's lives and I'm also you know from a 
a much later generation and Australian, so I, I'm, you know, I'm coming at it from a, very much an outsider's perspective, and I really felt that responsibility throughout to that story and the people that had shared their stories with me, and was constantly checking myself and saying, "Am I the right person to tell the story? And, and what am I saying? And why am I saying it?" And what it really came down to, um, the, the the kind of north star for for, for myself and, and Simon, the, the editor, during the whole process was. We just have to stick with Martha, and you know there were some amazing interviews that I that I got with um, people like Carlo McCormick, who's an incredible um, writer from New York, who who's you know an expert on a lot of those topics. Um, you know, people from the Museum of the City of New York, and we just couldn't find a place for them in the film because those people, as experienced as they are, they weren't there with Martha in her story. And I think that that structure ended up being really effective because, you know, if you if you put that boundary around it, you you kind of earn the right to go into little bits and pieces of this history and that history, but the audience understands that they're staying with this one woman. Um, and that was yeah, that that was kind of the thing that ended up deciding what went into the film and what didn't. Um, so everyone that's in it sort of was was there has a relationship with her. And, um, you know, and I think it also bolsters how incredible, you know, everyone's understanding of how incredible she is because it is only told from her perspective. We're not including things that aren't directly relevant to her. And it just shows how relevant she is, you know, um, having, having been there through all of that. So, um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a big challenge. There was lots of research and lots of, making of timelines and there was a lot of um, painful cutting of, of you know, information that I would have loved to include and little things that were so interesting that just didn't own a place in her story. Um, so, but yeah, it's, you know, it's got to be brutal. Otherwise, you just don't end up with anything cohesive. So I hope, yeah, I hope we made good choices about how much um, history to include. But there is so much more. <laughs> it could have gone on forever. <laughs> well, I mean, the the stuff that's in there is so like, I mean, I've I've watched a lot of documentaries about art and things like that. It's certainly something that I'm I'm curious about. And you know, New York is a place that is just dripping with art and history and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And I think for me, this film, um, you know, it slots in with a, a slice of history about how graffiti has evolved through time and. Um, the importance of it in the history of New York as well. And that to me, like mm. I, I love New York. It's one of my favorite cities. And I just mm. love finding out about this kind of culture and, and the history of certain things. And, you know, you're talking about the history of the Bronx and, and things like that. And, you know, th it's the recontextualization of, of graffiti as not something mm. that's illegal, but it's an outlet for creativity that, you know, people mm. who didn't have money or anything like that, they couldn't do and I guess for me that's what I love about it so much is that it works as like a celebration of the fringe of the people on the fringe because Martha was mm. at the time somebody on the fringe in a lot of ways um so yeah that's not really a question but it's like I just mm. I, I love how that all of this just weaves in together and and her you know working with you to like as, as I was saying for your, your first feature it's it's just feels like all right not saying that you're on the fringe or anything like that but it's like as you're saying, you're an Australian, you're an outsider in some ways to this particular culture. And it's, 
There's mm. a it's a symbiotic nature. I, I, I really like it a lot. Um Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm curious. I want to go back to because you've done obviously short films and and uh, looking at different artists as well in in short media. Was the plan always to gradually step up to doing a feature, or were you happy with these kind of like because um, mm-hmm. you found massive success with you know short six minute vignettes on uh, Vimeo and and YouTube and things like that. Is there a comfort in that mm. kind of six-minute, short-minute, um, the short story uh, filmmaking, or is there uh, a little bit more freedom with the feature documentary? Uh, that's yeah. That's um, I've I have a bit of a problem <laughs> with <laughs> being um, a very, very uh, what's the right word? I'm, I'm um, I just I just sort of go where the wind takes me when it comes to my filmmaking career. I'm not very strategic with the way that I approach um, the work that I'm making. It. I really just, ever since, um, you know, I started, I've, I, I, I have this habit of making something that does well. I really just want to never do it again and do something that's either more difficult or I see as more challenging or it's going to broaden my skill set. And um, I think I definitely I because I didn't go to film school so I never I never imagined that I would have the opportunity to make a feature film I just it, it just wasn't on my radar I saw it as this unattainable kind of impossible level that only those that knew were in the know could reach that and I wasn't one of those people and um and then it just kind of happened you know and and I guess um you know, I say to people now, like that, are, that ask me, sort of, what is it like to have made a feature film? I say it's actually the same. It's just longer. It's just, you know, it's like making ten short films and stitching them together in a cohesive way. And um, so, I yeah, I, I I loved making those short pieces, but um, I'm really glad that I'm glad that that also Daniel Joyce, my producer uh, that I worked with on this film, was really um, you know, important to the process and really gave me the, the self-confidence and he sort of believed in me um, when I didn't believe in myself and I'm sort of really grateful for that and sort of made me see that it was that it was possible. Um, not every project needs to be a feature, um, but this one I think definitely did. So, yeah, it wasn't... It, it was a sort of a happy accident, I think, for everybody involved, but also involved a lot of encouragement from people that had been through it before and that was really Dan. So um, yeah, I'm 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 sort of interested now to go back and make a few more of those short form projects, I'd say, uh, but also sort of keeping a, a solid eye out for the next sort of story that might warrant something longer form. But um, yeah, definitely not sort of being too strategic about it. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. Like it's, it's I mean, you you've got a lot of talent in a lot of different areas, and and oh, you know you. it's yeah. As I'm saying, you found you know you've got great success in in you know, cross media and stuff like that, which is uh is great to see. So you know it's nice to know that like if you if you going back to the shorter stuff, you'll be as successful as as you have done before. Um, I'm curious about like. Uh, I can't talk to you without talking about Limitless, of course. Um, but the <laughs> editing of that, like, is is so obviously there's a song that you're working to with that particular short, and it expresses what is going on in that 
that video there. But I mm-hmm. recognize that the same kind of um, the energy that is created by the editing in Martha reflects the energy of the graffiti. And I'm curious about mm. how you managed to decide on the editing style for Martha, um, because it's, mm. you know, it's such a, it seems to be something that you've, you've managed to kind of create a cohesive kind of editing style or language throughout your films. Um, and mm. yeah, it, it felt uh, expressive and alive in a way that I, I didn't expect uh, here. Mm, thank you. I, I, I mean, I think <laughs> all credit has to go to my amazing editor, Simon New. Uh, Simon, you know, he's he's just an incredibly versatile and um, just in, emotionally intelligent man and, and amazing editor. He also edited The Nightingale, The Babadook, um, you know, extremely different films, but uh, he just uh, he can just adapt to the the job like like no one else that I've ever met. And Simon came in and um, was also so open to um, allowing room for me to work in the style that I'm used to, which is being very hands on, being on the tools. Um, you know, again, having not been sort of professionally classically trained as a filmmaker, I often it's quicker for me to just do something to explain what I mean rather than being able to articulate it. And he was just totally there for that and, you know, would, like, hand me the tools any time that I wanted them. But we had a really sort of healthy, wonderful relationship in in the edit of passing things back and forth. And we had so much fun. And he really understood where I, where I was headed with it and understood my work. And he was constantly saying, no, we've got to get out, get out before people expect us to in a scene like just keep it moving keep the energy up you know like cut it shorter make it quicker you know and and really sort of encouraged me um in that way and he's just yeah he came in with a very clear vision for that and i think it was a a match made in heaven honestly i i just think he's such a gem and um yeah i think you know not a lot of editors would be comfortable being so fluid and so open and passing things back and forth as much as he did. Um, but I think it, it's still very much his work, you know, and I've, you know, at some points I was almost assistant editing for him, you know, I'd assemble something and send it over to him and he'd, he'd sort of fine cut it and say, no, nah, like, trust me, try this. And, you know, it was just, it was just a dream collaboration really. So hopefully I can work with him again. Hopefully he sees this and <laughs> says, oh, Selena said nice things about me. um, (laughs) And hopefully I can get him again because he's just killing it. So, yeah, wonderful guy. Yeah, I mean, well, as you're saying, the work on, you know, the Babadook and Nightingale is fantastic, but it's just... Yeah. it's just impressive. It's nice to see the editing reflect the subject material in, in a film mm. and actually reinforce what the story is about and things like that. And it's just, yeah, I it made it feel fresh and exciting. Um, no, look, I, I you know, I've kind of gushed about this film just because, you know, I've had a night to sleep on it and I'm going to be watching it again next, uh, I think it's next week. Um, in Perth, at least, we're doing... Um, somebody, awesome. this great uh, guy, Simon, has organized this um, event called, uh, it's film school, basically. And it is, mm. he's got um, 
some students that he works with who are going to be doing a and a after the film, talking about the film afterwards. And the whole entire point that Simon's set up this particular thing is to allow for, um, you know, underrepresented people in film criticism to talk about film. So the panel that he's got is three women talking about uh, Martha, which is going to be very exciting because awesome. I, you know, I just like to see this kind of creativity and things like that. So, you know, coming back to how, um, you know, Martha had a great kind of uh, found success in, um, you know, graffiti, photography and graffiti. And then, and now you have uh, documented her life. And then, you know, in a small city in Australia, um, there's going to be people Mm. talking about your film for the first time. So it's just a nice kind of like this knock on effect, um, which is really nice to see. So I, I really yeah. hope that a lot of people head along to go and see this because I, I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, that that, make, that that's oh, so nice to hear that, <laughs> to be a part of that that process of things, yeah, spreading out over the world and making opportunities for people. That's that's ace. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And yeah. look, thank you very much for your time as well. And you're certainly, um, you know, you're already a, a, somebody who's on my radar, radar because of Limitless and now after this i'm like i'm gonna make sure that you know everything that you do going forwards i'm gonna definitely keep an eye out for and i hope everybody else is the same that was director selena miles talking about her documentary martha picture story which is currently screening in australian cinemas and has had a few screenings around uh, the world and i highly recommend seeing this film it is one of the best films of the year hands down and again for Perth people head along to the film school on December 9th at Lunar Leadable it's going to be a great event I will be there as well and checking out this film one more time because I think it's fantastic um yeah I love this film and hopefully you go and see it there's a real need to go and support these great Australian films in fact um as I speak there are a whole bunch of really fantastic Australian films on screens Martha a picture story happy sad man Judy and Punch is also out there as well lots of really really great Australian content for you to go along and support and see uh it means a lot to show that there is a need for this kind of film uh there is it means a lot to to show that there is a market for Australian films as well so when you do go and see an Australian film, make sure you head along on the opening weekend because those initial dollars really, really help. Anyway, that's enough from me. Thank you very much again for listening and I hope you enjoy these interviews. Uh, I know they've been a bit sporadic throughout the year, but at least uh, the ones that have come out, I think have been really, really fascinating. And I've got another one coming up for you in a very short bit with the director of Standing Up for Sunny, Steve Vidler. He also directed the drama film Black Rock as well. So keep on uh, subscribing and checking out the website, thecurb.com.au, to find out what's going on. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.